Yes, we do. Every single Saturday. On these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Every single Saturday, that's for you, Maryland. So happy to have you here with me on this Saturday morning, the last Saturday in April. Uh, what is it? April 25th, 2020. Get used to doing the morning news every day, saying all of the days. They kind of run together, but I always like uh, coming to you guys on Saturday morning here. It's going to be a uh, very warm weekend, a little unseasonably warm, actually. Supposed to uh, be up in the, uh, what, the 80s, 90s. Really going to be, uh, really going to be hot. So hopefully everybody stays safe, stays cool. If you're out there getting those yard things done, you really need to stay inside, I guess, uh, or, you know, stay close to the house, not necessarily inside, but don't want a lot of extra travel. I was uh, on Facebook looking at uh, Mayor Mike Vialta, who we had on these airwaves not that long ago. Talking about all things West Side, of course, the mayor of Los Banos. He was on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the Los Banos Police Department issued a, I guess it's a, a release uh, last night. It says, We hate to be the bearer of bad news. Hello, Los Banos. We certainly do not want to ruin your weekend, but the global pandemic will not go away because the weather outside is improving. Please help keep you and our employees safe by following these simple requests through this and all up, all the upcoming weekends until the COVID-19 pandemic passes. And you know, I'll just take a minute here. I don't know when that's going to be. We've heard from Dr. Kristen Sullivan on these airwaves about, you know, needing, what, 15 uh, days, 14 days, two weeks of no cases increasing. As you know, we're close to, well, we're over 100 I don't know if it's gone over that yet. Uh, the, the recoveries are good. Almost uh, over 50% of that number, uh, we have recoveries, but uh, again, three fatalities. But the uh, month of April has been pretty much taken up, but now we're getting into May, and the question is, you know, how much longer? Weather's uh, turning nice, so anyway, the uh, Los Banos Police Department says, uh, you know, this weekend and all upcoming weekends, stay home unless your trip is essential, exclamation mark. Generally speaking, that means stay home unless you must leave to engage in or perform a task that is essential to you slash your family slash your pet's health or safety. Glad they included pets in there. Or to engage in an outdoor activity provided the individuals comply with social distancing requirements or to go to work, those of you that still have jobs. If you leave your home, please remember to always, big capital letters, use safe social distancing practices. Our parks remain closed. Please do not visit local parks. Uh, you can, however, continue to walk our trails and sidewalks. Just please follow all social distancing rules. We have got to abbreviate that. And when possible, wear a face cover in an abundance of caution. Abundance. Follow the rules of our local businesses, exclamation mark. The city of Los Banos enacted an executive order increasing safety measures in local establishments. If a local store requests you take steps to follow the order, please do so. More about the order can be found here at uh, losbanos.org. Uh, executive order. So I have a feeling what that sentence is saying is that some of the business owners are asking folks to wear masks, 
maybe uh, limit the number of people inside the store. I know I've been somewhat inconvenient sometimes, having to wait outside until uh, the number of people uh, redo. You know, it's like going to a club back in the day. You know, they don't let everybody in. You got to you got to stand in line, and so uh, people don't like that. They want to go into the dollar store, wherever it is, and get whatever they want, and they don't want to be told what to do. But again, in an abundance of caution, if they ask you to wear a face mask, it's their business, and uh, you know you got to do it. We go on with the news release. Be kind, Los Banos. This pandemic is stressful on everyone. Please recognize that all of our residents are doing what they can to make it through this difficult time. Example, being rude to one of the many workers trying to assist you at a local store makes everyone's day a little more difficult. Don't be rude. Instead, go out of your way to say thank you. Do something kind for a complete stranger or tell someone you think they are beautiful even. We promise it will make someone's day though they are wearing a mask. Your city employees are here for you. City employees continue to provide services to the community 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Los Banos Police Department, Los Banos Fire Department are here in an emergency, and that will not change ever. Public Works, Economic Development, Finance, and Administration strive to provide you with uninterrupted service to the community, even in the face of this pandemic. Violations of our laws will result in fines. Exclamation mark. Last, we continue to work hard to educate the residents of Las Banas about all of the changes caused by COVID-19. And the last thing Las Banas Police Department wants to do is issue a citation for a violation of any of our COVID-19 related orders. But our efforts are transitioning from education to enforcement. Please do your part. Exclamation point. We understand that this may be a bummer to some of you, and for that, we are sorry. Regardless of your opinion on pandemic, one thing is true. Staying home will save lives! Exclamation point. Please stay safe, Los Banos. And, you know, uh, I just wanted to read that because, yeah, pretty, uh, you know, veiled, strong language going from, uh, what did it say there? Transitioning from uh, education to enforcement and violation Violations of our laws will result in fines, will. Uh, whether or not they're, you know, I don't know, the DA, they're the ultimate arbitrator of that. Of course, the courts, you always have your day in court. And I think as long as uh, people are kind of, you know, complying, trying to do what they're, what they're uh, indicating there, stay home as best you can if you only have to go out for work. But, you know, if it's flagrant violation, I think the things that I would be looking at some of this price gouging, things that are going on. You hear about this south of us in Fresno a lot. They've issued some administrative fines. I know the sheriff had to go out, what, a couple of weeks ago now and shut, uh, shut down a uh, Easter gathering, or maybe it was just a regular church gathering, a church in Winton there, and pastor kind of indicated he didn't understand. If you don't understand by now, I think it's pretty clear. Dr. Sullivan uh, interviewed her, her on another show. She's the Supervising epidemiologist for the county of Merced indicated that our testing is rapidly accelerating to the point where we can test almost, uh, well, not almost, but you know, if you if you feel you need to be tested, we're we're going to have that capability ramping up very soon. Of course, the antibody test is uh, very very critical. But when we go back to this news release from uh, the Las Banas Police Department, I I think it really applies to all of the cities in the county, you know, there's six unincorporated cities, Merced being one of them, Livingston, Dos Palos. Of course, Livingston, uh, excuse me, Atwater, Gustine. So it's one of those 
uh, situations where it's not over and the weather's turning warm. People want to get out there. They want to do things. I'm sure people have heard, if you uh, haven't already, that the uh, Merced County Fair is canceled. And that's really disappointing for me personally because I love the fair. It's just a wonderful time to go out there for four or five, six days, whatever it is, watch the uh, auctions, the showmanship, the livestock, all of the things, the midway. It's just, you know, the complete kind of hometown experience there. But this year, because of the concerns, the Friends of the Fair, the Fair Board, decided that they uh, just out of an abundance of security or uh, safety and security couldn't go on, public safety, couldn't go on with the fair this year and had to be postponed until uh, next year. But the good thing is the auction, the livestock auction, which is so important to the FFA, to the 4-H kids out there, the young adults that uh, hopefully will pursue a uh, career in agriculture because it is the lifeblood of our economy. And this is how we bring up uh, the new the new stock, if you will, into the uh, into the uh, industry. And hopefully that auction will, will go on virtually. Uh, I guess they're going to take pictures of the uh, you know, animal and the, uh, per- the child, the person, the uh, young adult that has the, the animal, the project they've been working on all year. And it's going to be in, you know, show shape, if you will, as if it went through the, the show ring, the judging ring. So it's uh, really going to be uh, quite an effort for these uh, youngsters, even though, uh, you know, it's virtual. It's, it, nothing really changes on their end. It's just the live the interaction part is going to be gone and it's my understanding talking to Teresa Barella from the Merced County Fair office over there that the friends of the fair have picked up a portion of the fees involved uh, with selling the animals uh, for these uh, 4-H and FFA folks and the uh, there's still an opportunity I guess to uh, there's an entry fee I guess it's 15 bucks there's about four 400 or so uh, entries and there's some opportunities for people in the community to step up, get some recognition uh, from friends of the fair, if they so desire, to help the uh, the kids out that way. And I, and I think that will happen. Again, the friends of the fair, just a wonderful group of people who have stepped up uh, over and over and over. And this community has stepped up. The Merced County Fair, the grounds out there, as you know, have been uh, renovated, added to the Tilmar Cheese Barn, all of these things could use a lot more love. I'll tell you that. One of the kind of disappointing things is when we looked at places to set up temporary hospitals and things like that, if this COVID thing goes out of control, is some of those buildings out there are not in very good shape, kind of like Castle, you know, a lot of, a lot of structures, but they're not up to current code. Like the Merced Sunstar building, people found out. It looked looked bulletproof. It was made of concrete, but it was built in the 70s. So it would really be nice if we could have more revenue flowing to the fairgrounds to renovate and upgrade and improve some of the facilities out there. It's just amazing how uh, how long those facilities have endured. But yet, like I say, the Hillmar Cheese Barn, some good things. So people stepping up all the time to help the fair. And even though it's delayed, not going to happen this year, there's still an opportunity to participate. There's still an opportunity to uh kind of a virtual fair. Uh, Teresa was talking about some things about maybe fair food coming out uh, later on. So I know that was uh, really uh, nice when the Friends of the Fair had their their uh, fundraiser dinner earlier this year, one of the last ones to happen before the, before the uh, isolation, the, the stay-in-place orders came out. 
And it was uh, neat. They had the icy stand, the corn dog stand there, and gave a little flavor for what was to come. And unfortunately, this year, uh, the Midway won't be open. But maybe, who knows, uh, still might get a, a taste of what it would be like if it, if it were open. So, again, the stay-in-place order I know is tough for a lot of people. Business wants to reopen. I completely 100% agree. We need to get back to work. We need to get back to business. And I think the uh, surveillance and tracing, these kind of ominous words that the county health department uses, Dr. Sullivan uses, are very important. And we must remember that, uh, you know, th- these are, this is going to be kind of the new normal. And we talk about following, you know, where people have been after they've been infected. It's very important. Interviewing Dr. Sullivan, Dr. Sullivan was talking about the extensive efforts they go to, to go out into the community, find out where people have been. She goes, you know, it's hard for people to remember what they ate for dinner uh, three nights to go, let alone where they've been for maybe the past week, two weeks while they were asymptomatic or, you know, maybe showing some symptoms. And this is going to be the new normal, and we are going to have to have tracing uh, slash tracking. And it's going to make a lot of things on the horizon that were political, uh, a matter of public safety, like immigration, uh, the movement of people, that sort of thing. And again, I, I know it's kind of dicey, but I, I don't know where this is headed. But the stay in place for now, as Las Manas PD indicated, is, is really important. And I think uh, that would hold true also for Merced. It's going to be hard for people not to get out this weekend, go to home. You know, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's necessary if you want to improve the yard. But, uh, again, try to limit those trips. Just go by yourself. Don't drag the whole family. I still see a lot of that. You know, the kids, everybody. And, you know, I think, well, it's probably no babysitter, no, uh, you know, child care at home. What choice do you have? And it's really, really difficult, especially for those folks taking care of a a parent or an elderly adult, as well as, well as the children, you're doing the home education. It's it's really difficult, and a lot of people are, are kind of getting at their wits end. And I really empathize with that. That's why we're trying to bring you the information as best we can during the weekday on the Merced County Morning News. I know it gets a little uh, monotonous, you know, the counts, but again, these are important until they start going down, until things start changing. That's uh, kind of what we're kind of what we're dealing with. So anyway, just wanted to uh, read that to folks. Uh, Give them kind of an update on what's going on. And we're out of time for this segment. Well, I tell you, they go quick. This segment of, Merce, of uh, Citizen Washington. It's, uh, it's so used to talking about Merced County Morning News. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back after this break. Nobody seemed to know where John called home. He just drifted into town and stayed all alone. He didn't say much. He kind of quiet and shy. And if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big John. You don't have to go to work, but you uh, you may want to go back to work. I don't know. Kind of weird. I was uh, reading... Hey, here we are. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, my name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. We're back at work here. Uh, third segment, second segment of Citizen Watch. We had a little loading here. Here in the computer. You know how many buttons are in front of me here? Anyway, uh, sorry if you uh, had to hear last week's show, the first segment, over again. But uh, hey, we're, we're back on track. April 25th, 2020, 6 a.m. hour. You really want to stick with us into the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Of course you want to stick with us for the whole. <laughs> you just want to keep your radio on, KYOS, quite frankly. But 
It's 7 o'clock, Community Conversations, normally with Roger Wood, filling in while we're isolating in place here. Uh, six great episodes. Have a lot of the regulars, a couple of new people on, Teresa Barola, Merced County Fair, giving us uh, some information there. Of course, 8 o'clock, another edition of Citizen Watch. This week, we have uh, Merced Mayor Mike Murphy, a little more candid interview on Citizen Watch. He can let his hair down a little bit, tell us what's going on. Of course, there was uh, disappointing news about the airport grant. Read about that earlier in the week. Uh, 16, almost $17 million through this CARES Act that President Trump signed into place uh, helping America during this time. And it uh, looked like Merced was going to receive almost $17 million out there at the Merced Regional Airport, which everybody loves thinks it's the most wonderful thing, probably should commit more funds to it. Because what's going on at Castle? Nothing. Anyway, as far as airport. So what we would like to do with that money was uh, maybe build a new terminal. You know the terminal out there was built in the 50s? It looks like it was built in the 50s, and it was. And a lot of the old private hangars, the uh, rent space for rent out there, very, very old. There's some new stuff. So $17 million was going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing and uh you realize that the airport gets less than a million dollars in their budget out there yearly operating budget about six hundred thousand. so this was going to be a huge deal so uh mike murphy merced mayor mike murphy came on talked about that some other things at well it was reduced the grant went from 17 down to 3.4 i mean just you talk about into the ground. I mean, it was it was bad, uh, but still, three point four million dollars. That's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that that's quite a quite a gift uh, compared to some of the other other airports in the region, which I understood I mean, thousand, you know, sixteen, seventeen, thirty, forty thousand. Not much. So, three point four million for our size for our community is wonderful, and really, uh, it, because it was unexpected, I don't really know if they had a plan. I'm sure they have a list of things they would like to do. Uh, for the airport. So Mike Murphy, the whole 8 o'clock hour, three great segments. I recorded that, uh, what, yesterday, day before, pretty fresh. So he's coming on to talk about that. Uh, like I say, the stay at home, hard to do, but we're trying to bring you some content here. Uh, they did have a council meeting Monday night at the Merced City Council, a virtual meeting. Everybody was uh, up there on the they're on the screen in some form or fashion. Jill McLeod, she had a big bookcase behind her. I was worried, man, if there was an earthquake, Mammoth Lakes goes. I was worried that earthquake was going to come over. But it uh, it looked good. It really uh, very, very, you know, you always look at the backgrounds there. The mayor, he had kind of a minimalist background, just a couple of framed pictures of, I don't know, they were round, sir. I don't know if they were rocks or what they were, but they, uh, you know, very minimalist. And I understand he was at his office. So, uh, again, you know, a, a law office, you want you don't need a lot of uh, fluff in there. And then uh, Matt Serrato, it looked like he was at work uh, down there at the uh, DA's office. Of course, they occupy the old county bank building down there on the corner of Maine and, and M Street. And he was, uh, you know, shirt and tie, always looked sharp. You know, he was a prosecutor of the, of the week or year or something, a couple of, couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, and uh, just really... Doing a good job over there. I think he's number two, number two uh, in, in something there. And uh, he was at his office. I, I thought it was his office. Kim came in during the meeting and uh, forgot something. I don't know. That was, <laughs> but you know, you need a place to, you know, and it's a really nice office there on the corner there. The uh, corner off has a balcony and everything. So Matt was at work. And then uh, what else? Who else was on there? 
trying to think. Kevin Blake, he was at the meeting this time, last meeting he missed. Of course, Delray Shelton, uh, when they remembered to call on him, he, he chimed in. Uh, Councilman Echevarria, of course, Councilman Martinez. Folks, if you haven't been on the city's Facebook site and, and seen an episode of Tony Kiss, I'm telling you what, you're really missing it. Now, this is Councilman Martinez's uh, pseudoname, uh, stage name, if you will, Tony, Tony Kissinger, Anthony Kissinger, of course, Anthony Martinez, little play on words there. He likes to shorten it up. Uh, a, a couple of episodes there, you, <laughs> it, will, it will bring a smile to your face, I, I promise you. But anyway, the city council, uh, virtual, uh, everybody was there. The, the neat thing about this one is there was uh, live uh, public interaction, even though nobody, I don't believe, really uh, took advantage of it too much. There were some letters read into the uh, into the record. Of course, one of the things you're going to be discussing at the next council meeting is going to be the uh, uh, this rent moratorium, this eviction ordinance. Uh, you know, you can't do that to me. How dare you? And it's really going to pit the property owners because a lot of these guys, they're on a shoestring too. They've got mortgages. They've got, you know, payments and this sort of thing. And, the you know, it's not really forgiveness. It's just kind of uh, delaying it, kind of like the city's utility bills, which, boy, I'll tell you, the mayor probably should give away. You guys aren't going to listen to the show. But 25% of the people are not paying their utility bills because the city isn't uh, charging late fees and is not going to shut your utilities off. So. It's either indicative of people taking advantage or indicative of a, a, you know, bad economic problem out there where people just don't have the money. After 45 days, they're tapped out. So uh, anyway, going back to the city council meeting, there was this guy, uh, Dr. Eiler, uh, he's some economics dude. He was talking about, you know, getting the city uh, back uh, up and running, you know, businesses. What's that's going to, you know, what the new normal is going to look like, you know, it's a, Gruesome Newsome, he was talking about, uh, yeah, they're going to come to you. You know, they're going to have a mask, a respirator, you know, everything there, you know, uh, ready to go in case something happens when they serve you at, uh, at, uh, at the, you know, Shea, whatever. And, uh, that may be the new normal, how we're going to roll that out, what's going on, uh, you know, home buying, uh, just, you know, rent. Home buying, if it slips, uh, you know, the home sales, which they are right now. Uh, renters are going to increase. That puts more pressure, you know, on the rental market, which, uh, you know, we already know how that is. Uh, he said the big thing to watch is the unemployment insurance claims and how many actual people continue through with that because there is a little bit of a lag, a two, three-week, four-week lag in those numbers, and that's going to really be indicative of how long this goes because obviously the longer people are on unemployment, uh, the worse it gets. And I don't know, you know, people's memories are really, really uh, short. And I don't know, remember the 99ers? Now, I'm not talking about the gold rush. That was the 49ers. No, I'm talking about the 99ers. That was when Obama was the president uh, just, what, a few short years ago, seven, eight years ago. And they had the unemployment, horrible economic su- uh, situation that Bo- Obama inherited from uh, George Bush. And they had uh, to do economic stimulus. I mean, you talk about stimulus, pumping, just printing money. And the unemployment insurance... Benefits were extended for 99 weeks. Now, again, my MCOE math suffers a little bit. I know a year is 52 weeks, and 50 and 50 is 100. So 2 and 2 is 4. So 104 weeks is 2 years, and you were basically getting 99 weeks of that. So almost 2 years of unemployment, and that went on for uh, quite a period of time, obviously, a couple of years. So, it uh, you know, this this we've gone down this road before, but again, this professor's 
Now, Dr. Eiler, his, uh, his presentation, that was kind of the uh, bellwether, if you will, of when we're going to start seeing, uh, seeing this coming out of it. And, of course, sales tax revenue uh, down horrendously. People just aren't buying things. And that sales tax, uh, it's approaching 10% here in California. We're going to have the opportunity to raise ours or keep it the same here in Merced, as Atwater had the opportunity in March and uh, voted it down. So uh, that, that's going to be a big one. He says that's uh, going to have an impact on municipalities because that's where they get the mana, the bread, the, the juice, the, the uh, you know, the vig. You know, they got to get their cut and the uh, state states in the same boat. So uh, this, this uh, the only thing that was a little uh, weird about this guy's presentation. Uh, he goes, uh, your president has talked about a lot of rhetoric uh, lately about getting the uh, economy open, you know, sooner than later. Of course, we saw Georgia kind of having a false start this week, wanting to get it going. And, you know, everybody uh, everybody admits that, you know, they, they want to have a uh, an economy. They want to get this thing going. And, uh, you know, why isn't it going uh, sooner than later? But uh, when he said, your president has said a lot of rhetoric, it's like, well, uh, Dr. Eiler, unless you're, uh, you know, coming in from a foreign country here, I think he's your president too. And so I think it just kind of showed a little bit, in my mind, a little bit of a bias of uh, of this guy, I don't. I don't think he needed to say that. I, I think he's, uh, you know, like him or not, he's everybody's president. He's been put in a very tough situation, as all of our local leaders, all of our leaders have, locally, state, everything else. So anyway, uh, the sales tax revenue being decreased, depressed, big, big issue. It's going to have a big effect. You know, the pension system, the investments. You know, we've had this politically correct uh, investment strategy by the state, Calpers, Calsters. All of the different pension funds, you know, don't invest in this, don't invest in that, to the detri- detriment of the pensioners. And now uh, the taxpayers may be asked to pick this up. Interesting article I read in uh, Agnet News about uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. I'll just read it very quickly. Governor Gavin Newsom is considering an executive order that could significantly increase the cost of workers' compensation insurance during the COVID-19 pandemic. The order would substantially expand the criteria of work-related illnesses for essential employees as it pertains to compensation benefits. Employees would be eligible for benefits paid by employers based simply on exposure to COVID-19, even in the absence of symptoms or actual illness. Uh, Brian Little, Director of Employment Policy for the California Farm Bureau Federation, said the problem is that it puts in the pockets of employers the responsibility for the cost of COVID-19 illnesses where the exposure and infection could have just as easily happened off the job as on the job. It is going to wind up building that cost into the workers' compensation system for California employers. And at the end of the day, that's how it's going to be financed. It's going to be higher premiums for California employers that they will have to pay in order to pay back the cost of all of this. In an estimate of what the executive order would cost, the Workers' Compensation Insurance Rating Board projects the mid-range cost to, re- to be around $11 billion. The overall cost could be as high as $33.6 billion. Little went on to say, I think that this is just a bad policy choice because at the end of the day, you're building costs into a sector of the economy where it doesn't necessarily belong, and then you're hobbling that sector of the economy by imposing that cost on them. California, uh, excuse me, California Farm Bureau Federation is encouraging the agricultural industry to take action on the issue and engage with legislators in information on how to contact the governor's office as well as a forum that can be filled out to voice a concern 
is being is being made available through the CFBF website. Little went on to finish up saying, I think the important thing for people to do right now is to get in touch with their legislators and to call the governor's office. That's what we're trying to accomplish with the grassroots outreach we're trying with the Farm Bureau members right now. So again, it's going to affect more than just the farming community, all business owners. Again, the liability you've heard on the uh, reopening front, what liability business owners faced if they open their restaurant, they open their beauty salon, whatever it may be. Somebody gets sick, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, is there going to be uh, is there going to be an issue? You know, is there going to be a lawsuit? We're a sue happy nation. Uh, tort law reform hasn't happened fast enough. It has in some situations with medical malpractice. And uh, this situation is uh, definitely a medical issue. And now it's being uh, foisted on the employers through workers' compensation increases to their premium. So, again, crazy. Just crazy out there. Again, we talk about the new normal and what that's going to look like. Well, Governor Newsom uh, signs this executive order. It's going to be higher premiums for businesses. And we've already seen higher costs with uh, waste collection here in the city of Merced. Just rolled out those fees. Some business owners said, hey, no, that's no big deal. It's not a straw to break the back of business owners. Well, what is? Tell me what is. We're out of time for this. Well, this is the end of the 6 a.m. hour because we didn't have a first segment, unfortunately. But I'm so glad you've uh, been with us. What well, we did have, two segments. Hopefully you'll join us for the rest of the the rest of the day here on KYOS. Another edition of Citizen Watch coming up at 8 o'clock with Mayor Mike Murphy and then the bonus half hour at 9. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you next week. Work, 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 work